With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Feel back to Hachimura! Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. When a guy took a shit in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What hell is my? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Thank you for joining us today. This is the Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Noel, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. We did a little one tank thing uh, on Saturday, and Sunday I worked my kids to the bone. Took them out in the heat, made them run some drills, some suicides. It was great. So that was pretty much my weekend. Oh, and I watched some soccer, of course, Mm -hmm. and uh, the MLS is back. And it's it's actually called that, MLS MLS is back back (laughs) tournament. (laughs) So I watched that. So yeah, it's been a soccer fest. Soccer with the kids, soccer on TV. That's kind of what my weekend was. Yeah, so again, you're not going to ask me, but I'll go ahead and say, I mean, (laughs) anybody cares about my life, I'm not sure, but Uh. we're, uh, (laughs) yeah, we're officially out of quarantine. We're all tested negative. There it is. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. So that's exciting. Went to the pool today, you know, still practices social right, distancing. Getting right back in the belly of the beast, huh? Oh, no, no. We the were cesspo- The cesspool of kids, snot all over the place, sneezing in the pools. Uh, well, hopefully they put <laughs> enough chlorine in there to, yeah. uh, to kill Just any the, kind of issues. That a may, pool of bleach. <laughs> uh, I still don't feel like there's enough in there. I really don't. Really? You know, but yeah, whatever. It's best not to think about it. Uh, you look it, a little but... whiter than normal, so maybe there is a lot of bleach. Yeah, uh, maybe. You know, it just well, stripped that color right off. <laughs> I think it's the lighting. I think I got, I got a little, got a little tan today. Yeah, all right, good. Anyway, so um, real quick, we have an Instagram page, Beltway underscore Sports underscore Bros underscore Podcast, and we're also on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, so look up our name, Beltway Sports Bros, and we'll pop right up for you. And also, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please, if you like the show, share it. Also, like it and you know, give us a review. It really helps us out, puts us out there. So we really appreciate that. All right, so to start the show, some new information on the Quentin Dunbar. DeAndre Baker situation. Sure, we all remember this. This stemmed from the original charges against Dunbar and Baker threatening a group of people with semi-automatic weapons at a high-stakes card game back in mid-May. To hear the entire story, please feel free to go back to episode two. It was a big one. Quentin Dunn behind bars, one of my personal favorite titles. But this has been reported by <laughs> this has been reported by multiple media outlets. But this one came from the New York Daily News. So really quickly, I just wanted to go over a couple of highlights. The warrant cites evidence collected through previous warrants. They've had a few apparently, which includes video footage and direct messages that allegedly show witness Dominique Johnson oversaw the payoff of Baker's and Dunbar's four alleged victims on May 15th at the office of Dunbar's attorney Michael Greco. All four victims have given sworn statements that they were paid off at the office that day to recant their 
sworn initial statements against Dunbar by signing affidavits. Combined, the four men say they were paid off a total of $55,000. One thing that I I wanted to highlight that I thought was pretty amazing, there was an elevator ride that was video recorded where an unknown person removes a black bag from his shoulders, opens it, removes the money. This person also shows the open bag to Johnson, as you can see a large quantity of money. Johnson then takes the bag away and goes somewhere with it. That was all recorded (laughs) in the elevator. Um, This story is unbelievable. This is like a made-for-TV movie has written all over it. I mean, it really does. It gets gets worse by the minute. From the very beginning, pulling out semi-automatics on people that know who you are and trying to rob them is (laughs) unbelievable to begin with. But everybody that they sh- that they pulled the guns out at, they knew who the hell they were. Right. It's not like they came back with ski masks on or something, you know, just disappeared for an hour and came back. They just did it pretty much right away. And then to do this, uh, it's just beyond belief to pay these guys off. And then apparently they paid one guy like $30,000 all the way down to the, the one poor guy that was getting paid like 2500 Yeah, it was like a... A percentage per, like, <laughs> you're the best witness they have, so we're going to give you 30, yeah. and then you, yeah, you know, you've only got one eye, so <laughs> we're going to give you 20. It, it was like the weirdest thing, and honestly, Matt, I kind of totally forgot about this thing since uh. we had talked about it. it. Doesn't it seem like it was so long ago, yeah. and now all of a sudden this stuff comes out with them trying to buy witnesses, they were like witness tampering, and... It's like, what the hell are these guys doing? These are the two worst criminals in the history of mankind. It's like the poorest man's Ocean's Eleven I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It's like, what the hell are these guys doing? And and apparently, they all went to their lawyer's office right. and then got paid off. Are you guys trying to put a bullseye on your foreheads? What are you trying to do exactly? They're done, I mean, man. They're done. They're done. They're done bar. The, they're, done, they're done. <laughs> they're done bar. Yeah. And uh, DeAndre Baker... Young, see ya. He had a future ahead of him, too. Yeah, he did. Peace. I mean, we we already talked about these guys and their potential impacts that they were going to have with their teams, and I just don't see any coming back from this, even if, let's just say, it's all washed away tomorrow. It's not, but let's just say for sake of argument, there's no coming back from this. There isn't. The incompetence level, the buffoonery, pulling guns on people, then trying to pay them off, and also... Allegedly, there were threats involved on these witnesses as well. It's not just the payoff. So it's bad news, man. Again, Redskins get a fifth round pick out of it. Hey! One for the good guys. Yeah, one for the good guys. I mean, hey, man, fifth round pick for the entire evisceration of a franchise. It's (laughs) it's even. Even Steven. (laughs) Uh, Hey, what do you think about this, Noel? We're going to talk some caps. What do you think about that, Who? Caps fans? Oh, no, the Washington Capitals. Oh, the Washington Capitals. Sorry, sorry. I, I used their <laughs> nickname there. Finally, things worked themselves out, and it looks like the CBA was approved. We haven't talked about them because there was really nothing to talk about. There was a lot of rumblings right. that things were getting pushed through. But a lot of hearsay, take- you know, and, and finally it was finalized on Friday, so that's good. Yeah, so it seemed like ages on the NHL side working through a ton of issues. Uh, the NHL is beginning phase three of their return to play plan with the approval of the new CBA on July 10th, like we mentioned. The Caps are starting their training camp today. And it'll run through July 25th. It doesn't seem like a lot of time. But then leaving for Toronto on July 26th, the NHL is running a 2014 playoff schedule starting August 1st. During the first nine days of the qualifying round, a possible 52 games will be played. The first two days will have a guaranteed five games each, and the remaining will have six games depending on the length of each series. 
There's going to be a ton of hockey to watch, Noel. I know you're really excited about all that. There's 15 hours per day. Holy cow. Where am I going to fit in the MLS, Premier League, everything else, Caps? Hockey time. <laughs> uh, and the, <laughs> the Caps have their first game August 3rd, and that'll start with the Lightning. No, what are your thoughts on this NHL restart? Well, the one positive is that we haven't heard any rumblings yet that we're losing guys left and right and people are dropping like flies. So that's one positive. It looks like this is going to go pretty well. I, I'm yeah. having a feeling with it. It's taking place in Canada, Toronto and Edmonton. The Caps a smart start. Yeah, sure. smart start right off the bat. That's perfect. I mean, they had, I think, Vegas involved at one point was one of the hubs that they were planning on going to, but they sponged that. And now they're doing... East in Toronto, Western Conference in Edmonton. Perfect. The only weird thing that I see is that I don't know where the chemistry is going to come in with the team because during phase three, they're having the 34 players, right? But they're having a blue and a red team right. where they're having to split them up and have separate schedules. So I guess they're doing the certain lines together, and um, but they're not going to be playing cohesively at any time until obviously when they play. That's the only concerning part because – how are they going to get the chemistry there when they haven't even, a lot of these guys haven't even seen each other in months. So that's one thing. Ovechkin just came back from Russia. Exactly. I mean, this guy, I don't even know if he knows how to speak English anymore. The little <laughs> that he knew how to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, We're not going to be a fucking suck this year. <laughs> but uh, looking at the schedule, they're going to be playing that round robin for the seeding purposes. So they don't have to go through that bullshit of the first round and play in those five game series to play ins. Right. But the teams that they're playing, it's actually pretty decent. They play the Lightning first, which they seem to click and they've had a, they have a winning series against them. The only team that they might have an issue with, I think everybody's talking about the Bruins, how good the Bruins are. And unfortunately for them, the season stopped. But the Caps have a problem with the Flyers, and the Flyers were on like a nine-game winning streak when the season ended. But I think that they match up pretty well with those teams. Honestly, the stop really helped them. Goaltending was a serious issue for them. They have Holtby that was their keeper. Their keeper. Their goaltender. Sorry, I'm in soccer mode, guys. <laughs> and he was having serious issues to the point that they were bringing in Samsonov as the backup goaltender because he was having issues, but they said that he's the starter. They're going to go with him. He has the playoff oh. experience, and I think kind of they're on the same level anyway, so if they have to pull him, they've got a decent backup who has some street cred. Well, hope he goes through this every single year. He's usually not great during the regular season. Right. Well, recently anyway, and magically he's able to step up during the playoffs, so I don't think this is out of the norm for him. Oh, absolutely, but... and I think this is right in his wheelhouse, and I don't think the break could have happened at a better time for him. Seriously, I know that they talk about guys that they haven't been on the field or haven't been on the ice for an extended period of time. But I think for him, he was trending really downward. If there was any guy on the team that had a, it was a positive for, I think it was for him to just refresh him. And now it's boom, right into the playoff setting. And I think that's a great thing. It's good for him for his contract too, because they got to figure out if they're going to pay this guy next year. So playoff time is exactly when he starts to pick it up. So hopefully... I, and I did look at a couple of things. I mean, he's fifth all time in playoffs uh, as far as... As goals against. So, I mean, he's a gamer. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. At the end of the day, goaltending is obviously the most important position in, in most sports, but especially hockey. But defensively, they've got to get better. That's really their Achilles heel. Beyond having Carlson on the first line, they've really got nobody. They don't have anybody to plug in next to him. And this poor guy's running himself into an early grave because they've really got nobody else. They possibly have Kempney, who was on an injury for an extended period of time, who would be a serious upgrade. But I don't even know if he's going to be back initially to give any contribution. 
So if they don't have him, there really is a serious void there at the defensive spots. They could put Kempney maybe at the second line and put Jensen in at the first line. Maybe that would even things out. But at this point, I don't really know. Those are really the two questionable spots that were questionable when the season ended. So who the hell knows? I don't really know. But I... But getting back to the season, I'm super excited about it. I don't go outside of Caps hockey a lot. I'll, I'll acknowledge that. I watch Caps games. I don't watch avidly every single regular season game. There's a lot of other stuff on my plate. But when it comes to playoff hockey, and this is just jumping right into it, honestly, you get a three-game showcase with the Caps, which is great. They get to get their bearings, and then they jump into playoff settings. And, and I think it's going to be really good. I, they just have a couple of tweaks, a deficiency defensively, and I think goalie will take care of itself, though. Well, the thing about this setup, I think, is pretty tough because hockey is such a sport of luck, especially in the playoffs. I mean, not a single higher seed won first seed loss to the eighth seed, second seed lost to the seventh seed last year. A lot of times the, the best team does not win in these situations because it's basically just pounding to the goalie over and over again who can do it most. A lot of times the team that looks like they're dominating loses in the playoffs. Oh yeah. It's very frustrating to watch and, and this is going to be even more magnified because these guys haven't played at all and this is a very short time period to get ready for this yeah. I and mean, even shorter than the NBA for a very physical sport. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Well NHL hockey is the antithesis of NBA playoffs. Okay, NBA playoffs, you know who's winning the first round games. The only time you might have a little discrepancy is like the four or five seeds. But beyond that, you're pretty much like, all right, let's get this shit over with. And that's why I was so irritated that they changed to seven games. I'm like, give me a break. I mean, that was strictly to get an extra home game. But you never see major upsets in NBA playoffs. Golden State and Dallas. Yeah. 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 One time. I mean, mean, if you can remember the only time it really happened. I mean, yeah, you can go back to like when the Nuggets beat the Sonics 8-1. That was the first time ever way back in the day. But yeah, Yeah. it's so few and far between. NHL, it's a toss-up and it's all about momentum and about swings. And that's what it's about. It's about what you gain in matchups. And in NBA, the matchups start to happen later on in the the playoff settings. But with this, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really excited about it. I hope it works out. Like you said, their first positive thing that they did was to get this set up north of the border. That was the first that actually has handled this properly. Yeah, that was the first order of freaking (laughs) business. And I like the phases that they're going through. I like that they're piecing it together slowly, but surely. Um, obviously there's still concerns because you get a couple of guys that end up with COVID You've got serious problems. I mean, these guys are on top of each other. And they're big rosters. Yeah, larger rosters. I mean, you've got 34 guys. And the thing is, most of these guys will play. Um, and that, that's what that's the difference that's the because difference. you're looking at the NBA you're looking nobody you haven't heard anybody come out and be like I'm not playing in this. I'm scared to play. Right. These guys play through I mean, if they had you know, terminal cancer. Yeah. You know, I they, mean, they, these guys play <laughs> through. You they could have their they could literally have an orifice where their nose is. <laughs> You know, and an eye out, and these guys play through it. So these guys are just a different breed. But if you have COVID, you have COVID. It doesn't matter how tough you are. And that's the thing. It's just... I'm just saying I think it makes it more interesting because the top guys are playing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And leading to what we're going to talk about next with COVID right now. I mean, basically, with all the exciting news coming out, with all these leagues starting back up, there's a hell of a lot to be concerned about as well. Yep. With the COVID-19 cases rising nationwide, uh, we're seeing a lot of problems pop up already, even before these leagues are starting up. The MLS has started, what, over the weekend? And just yesterday, the first DC United game was postponed because of a 
unnamed player tested positive so yeah. they are postponing it till actually today i believe and late last week we found out the wizards players thomas bryant and gary payton the third both tested positive and are completely out of the nba restart on saturday nine maryland football players tested positive and they're suspending workouts for the time being so you know there's a ton of concern right now over these restarts but also just finishing them out it's a big concern the nba for example they're in well the nba and the mls are both in disney that's the hub of covid right there yeah they're in a quote-unquote bubble but what's going to happen if these guys you know go out and go go to a club or something and i know that they have things in place for that i think the nba has a phone number that they can call and, and rat somebody out so that's a good thing i don't know about the mls but to me it just seems like this is not going to go well. There's going to be a lot more situations like this, and it's going to be such a watered-down version of what we're expecting. Yeah. Well, the MLS is going to be the real guinea pig of this whole thing, and it's already showing, rearing its ugly head. And Here's the difference, though. It's not like these guys are in a dorm and they're sneaking off in the middle of the night to go to a club. To give you a little bit on what happened with DC United and Toronto, Toronto flew in a little bit later than DC United did. So what they did was, they did a last minute test. They're tested every day. So what they did was, the morning prior to the game, they tested everyone one more time. And one of their players, like you said, came back positive, as well as another one came back inconclusive. So they canceled the game for that day. These guys could have already had it when they were there, and thank goodness the test happened when it did. It's not necessarily because he went on a panty raid, the sorority house, or anything like that. You know what I mean? So these are coming through, but going back to your point, this is a house of cards, man. Big time. And you get a couple of guys that have this. However they got it, they got it. It doesn't matter at that point. And before this MLS thing started... They already had to get rid of Nashville and Dallas because they yep. had such a high number of cases that they said, look, sorry, guys, you can't even come. Like, we can't deal with your problems. So <laughs> they cut them off, and now they're having to go through these, these once-of-day tests to make sure that everything stays the way it's supposed to. But the problem is, is that once you have one, if you get a high-profile guy, then what happens? I mean, you just start dwindling the team away. And it's not like you can pull guys in from your farm team and say, hey, buddy, come on up. Once you're locked in, you're locked in. And they're all in Orlando. They're all in the same place. So NBA has to take a really hard look at what the MLS is doing and say, hey, how are they handling these situations? What are they doing? Kansas City, for example, and not many people know about this probably because it's the MLS, but they had a test positive a few days ago. They haven't postponed the game yet. They quarantined the guy and they said, all right, we got this handled. They tested the people that he was in contact with. They retested all the teams. But to what end? What if yeah. other guys were testing positive, let's say hypothetically speaking? Then where do you go? You've just eviscerated one more team. When does it end? I don't know. Yeah, it just seems to me, like you said, a house of cards. I mean, right, we're all excited about sports coming back 15 hours a day of hockey and all that stuff. I mean, it's it, you're going to go from nothing to get on the fire hose. You're going to explode in your face. Right. You're not going to know what the hell to watch. I don't know how we're going to record these podcasts. There's going to be so much damn sports going on. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Well, let me but... give you a little bit of information. Go into the NBA for just a second. You talked about Thomas Bryan and Gary Payton. Here's the numbers over just the last week, just to give you some names. Okay, Prince from Brooklyn, out. Three players from the Miami Heat diagnosed on July 3rd and 4th. That's three players off of a basketball team. 
We're not talking about three players off of a football team or a rugby team. We're talking about three players off of a basketball team. That destroys a basketball team. What do you do? What do you do? They have the G League teams that they can they can pull up. And they're unnaming these guys, so we don't know really who they were. You've got three that were on June 30th. At least that was a little bit earlier on from the Pelicans. You get three, four, five guys on a team that have COVID. Your team's toast, even if it's like two starters and three bench warmers. Well, what if your top three players decide not to play just because? Or that. Like, <laughs> you could have that too. But at least you, you know what that too. But at least you know what you're getting into. At, at least right. you're not there busting your ass and then all of a sudden the test results come back while you're shooting around in the gym and are like sorry they tap you on the shoulder and say, Sorry, buddy, COVID, you're out. And then all of a sudden half your starting lineup is gone. Just like a couple hours before game time. Yeah, specifically for the NBA is gonna be especially tough to watch. I think that the NHL, because of the location that they're in, and they have given themselves a little bit more time. Even though I think that they were trying to get it in earlier, this delay on the CBA I think is actually going to work in their yeah, favor. I agree with that. They can really they can dig see into the issue. It. Right. The amount of training camp time is going to be an issue for them. I think you're again, like we talked about before, you're going to see a lot more injuries, especially in the NHL. Yeah. I mean, these guys kick the shit out of each other, and I can't imagine it's not like you know shooting around a basketball. I mean, you have to have a fucking ice skating rink. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it's not like you can't play you know one on one with your brother or something and 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 keep your fitness up. I think the NHL is the closest one of watching real regular season sports. But again, you can't control who has COVID, but I think the location is going to be the best spot for them. And I think it's going to hold off. It's just really unfortunate for the MLS. For example, I know nobody could give a shit, but I do. I like DC United, and this is like the first time I've ever talked about it. Hey, he gets to talk about WWF people. I get to talk about MLS every once in a while. I don't. You, you just make fun of me. Oh, that's right. I don't right. really that's talk. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this. Oh, speaking of WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this yeah. tournament, I was so excited about it. It was like they didn't have the European Cup this summer, right? They set up this World Cup format, group play, top two teams out of it, get out, wild card teams from third place. It was just a tournament. The winner of the tournament actually gets something out of it. They get a Champions League bid. I mean, it was going to be really good, and and I'm still excited about it. I really am. I think it can be. I, I think it can be done well. I just hope that this thing doesn't get decimated. That's all we can have is a little bit of hope, Matt, and hope that just the wheels don't fall off of all these sports. And unfortunately, that's what we—that's what everybody I think has to do. And it just sucks. And you know, it's like that little tease that's happening right now. And everybody's like, ah, whatever, fuck it. The MLS, who gives a shit? If it happens to them, it happens to them. Just don't mess up with my with my NBA. But I, I will say, we were talking about this before that. They kind of did our idea of putting those um, the fans up in that screen, yeah. if you noticed. And I still think the NBA should do that. Full-on LED board. It's a much smaller area. That thing would be... I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't yeah. do that. You have the capability... You got some. I mean, there's already you know, been fat tested. Guy sit- They're already doing it over in Europe. There was some fat guy sitting in his in his lazy boy. I know. It was like, great. I mean, I was like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. Or they could call Japan and get some robots in. That's really well, what that, I want. That- that goes without yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, want humping should've... dogs, robots, <laughs> and I want crazy iRobot people. That's what I want in each stadium. What did you think about them piping in the crowd noise at the MLS games? I thought it was fine. I don't think it went crazy. It didn't bother me at all. It didn't bother me at all. I mean, I'm used to it because I watch Premier League anyway, and they've been doing with the, oh, like when a shot happens or there's a hard foul, and then you hear like the the, the, almost the hissing from the crowd. But you can go to NBA Sports and have it switched off if you want and watch it either way. And I've actually tried it 
for a couple minutes. I'm like, you know what? I like it better with the crowd noise. Hearing these guys yeah, on the field weird. talking about every single pass. I feel like I'm at a scrimmage or something, you know? Yeah, I, I think it definitely makes it seem bigger and more it important. Does. If it does. And, and a lot know. of times they don't even show the crowd anyway. Or right. they have it matted off like they did at, uh, at FedEx Field where they, they matted off like the top ring. Oh, for, like a, for a regular for a season regular, game? For a like regular season game. To be there? So yeah, like... Yeah, they, they got that Yeah, so like Tottenham, sure. they had everything just wrapped. You know, all the season just wrapped up but you could just hear the crowd you could barely see the the seats anyway so you, when you're involved with the game you just start to get used to it after a while it, it, everyone this is just something that we're gonna have to get used to hopefully it doesn't crash and burn and we just get these seasons in beforehand well as far as you, you're talking about the nfl this is unbelievable I, I don't know how they're going to do anything we've talked about this before but the the traveling uh 53 actually what 56 man rosters now that they have or 57 i forget but and with all the trainers and all that i mean there's so many more issues it multiplies so much by the nfl and all of these teams and we were talking about it as far as the sec teams you know those southern states you know they don't wear their masks yeah. you know what i mean so there's what 30 40 50 players on these teams i mean maryland had nine that's nothing compared to what these sec teams are going through you know, because they're not taking it seriously. And here you go. The NFL's Teflon, Matt. It'll make well, it through it. Don't worry about it. And they'll figure and, it you out. You know, they're especially after they get this name changed, it's all gravy from here on out. Oh yeah. The uh Indian <laughs> burial ground issues are no longer a problem. <laughs> Well, hey, that's one positive to look at it, right? Yeah. I, the, the the last 20 years of sheer hell that we've been going through, maybe we take away the Native American likenesses and it's all gone. The ghosts of, the ghosts of Native America. Yeah, the the, the, the <laughs> ghosts of, of Native past are gone. Yeah. Well, we can all cross our fingers on that, but... Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, we're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Word of mouth is of huge help to us. We would really appreciate you doing that. Again, share versus like or like and share. I can't stress that enough. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And thank you for listening and we will see you Wednesday.